This is ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Are you getting petrol or gas? Is it a sidewalk or a pavement? If someone says, have a nice day, do you feel like giving them a slap? Well, your favourite bugbear this afternoon, Americanisms, language professor Rolly Sussex, having a word in your ear. Hi, Rolly. Hi, Kel. Now, talking about swearing, because we're mm. finding out if swearing makes you stronger. I won't be here for that. No, so, but I'm not I do going have to give it away. I do have something to add, if I may. Yes. Which is, I've got this project on the language of pain mm-hmm. and the way in which some people are more or less resilient. And it turns out that if you swear... Uh-huh. When you're in pain, you can probably become more resilient. And oh. what we did was we, we put some volunteers with their hands in a bucket of cold water with ice. Yep. And if you've cleaned your fridge freezer recently, it hurts after a bit. It does. Well, if you leave someone's hand in there and they were allowed to talk while they were doing mm-hmm. it. And, oh, that hurts. I don't like that. Oh, that's terrible. And particularly the males who weren't as tough as the females, by the way. Yeah. They could increase their... There's no surprise for it, anyone there, Rolly. Well, you know, I just defer to the, to the strong sex. <laughs> but if they swore, yep. it increased their, their, their resilience. And the more they swore and the worse they swore, the better they were. Mm. So it's obviously it's a release mechanism of some yeah. kind. But exactly how it works in mm. relation to the central nervous system, we still don't know. There we go. But if you are in pain, a little profanity might help you along. Hmm. So long as it isn't too bad in in the face of those who are around you. And watch the kiddies. I, I wonder, like there's, for me now, there's a whole raft of experiments I'd want to do, including if you could get words that you put in there that felt as good as a, as a swear word, mm-hmm. would they have the same effect? I don't like know. My grandmother used to say Bugs Bunny whenever she hurt herself because... Of course, it that generation, they weren't swearers, no. especially women. Uh, but I'm wondering whether that would do the job nowadays. It's the word and the, and the I know, the, the risk of divine retribution, you mm. know, a lightning bolt striking you for using something like this. That I, I think, think yeah. makes, you know, we, we, we do have a real fe- feeling for swearing in our own language. I can swear mm. in lots of languages oh. quite profanely, but it doesn't <laughs> have the same effect. <laughs> As swearing in English. No, no. Mm. Whereas a swearing in English, I have this real feeling of, you know, sort of hiding my head under a... Of release. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. Well, Americanisms. Yes. Uh, we, we've got some massive... Well, I'm not sure if they're responsible for a lot of swear words. They're probably not. They, they do are. a bit of swear. Are they? Are there's, they? An, there's an M one, which we won't... Okay. Which we won't use. Yes. You've got A two-parter. It. A two-parter. Mm, that's theirs. That's yes, that's definitely theirs mm-hmm. and has been used extensively by certain American comedians, yes. including George Carlin on stage. Mm. But all of this began because I was filling in a form online. Yes. And it, they wanted the date. Mm-hmm. And I started filling in the date and I put in, I think, I think it was 17 because it was yesterday or something, yeah. and it jacked up, didn't want to do that. And it took me a while to realise that I was trying to put the day number into the month field. Mm, yes. Now, the Americans do do the dates mm. in the order month, day, year. Yes. So big, middle, sorry, big, middling, small, big unit, mm. which in a sense is a bit illogical, but it's the way they do it. Yes. And it's, it's hardwired into an awful lot of software mm. and yes. things like commercial documents and what have you online. And you don't know sometimes. I mean, if you if you fill in the the eighth of the ninth, it could be the ninth of the eighth. And remember, nine mm. eleven yes. was in fact the eleventh of September, September, not the ninth of November. Mm. 
you don't know unless you actually try uh, with a number over 12 to verify which is the name, which is the uh, the day and which is the month. Otherwise, you could actually be perjuring yourself unknowingly mm. because, you know, you sign that all the data here is correct. Yes. And it is according to our way of doing dates, but it's not according to theirs. So mm. the ways out of this, I mean, if the thing demands numbers, sometimes it's helpful. It says MMDDYY which means two digits for the month, two digits for the date, two digits for the year. That's all right. If it doesn't give you that and it just assumes you know what you're doing, even British websites aren't always clear about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice way about, out of it is if you write the months within, with a Roman numeral. Oh, okay. Some people do that. So today would, today's the 18th, I think? Yeah, yes. So it would be 18 dot V dot, mm. meaning five for like May. That. Now, that's nice because... The mm. Roman numerals are never used for the days of the month. They mm. are sometimes used. Sorry, they're, they're sometimes used for the months. Yeah. Right. The other way out of it, I think, is is the the armed services way of doing it. Two digits and then the name of the month mm-hmm. in letters, and then the year. Okay. And that way like that. you're clear as well. But uh, the, these are uh, the 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 day thing is is one of these examples of of problems where. There is an issue, and you're sometimes not aware of it. Mm. Uh, and there are quite a few expressions which are similar, and you think they mean the same, and sometimes they don't. And you can get yourself into all sorts of trouble. One of, one of the ones that I, I quite like is the American saying, I could care less, mm. meaning I couldn't care less. Yes. And in this case, we are more logical, because I couldn't care less meaning, means there is no level of caring which could exceed my current level, I'm I'm as as insouciant as I can possibly be. Mm. American, I have bottomed out in my I've caring. Bottomed out in my caring quotient. Mm. The Americans say I could care less, and and if you challenge them, they say, well, it's an idiom, and idioms are just they mean what they mean, and you yes. if you unpack them, they often aren't logical. You know, mm. like like a nod to a wink, good as a wink to a blind horse. You know, have you checked it with blind horses? Yes. The answer probably not. But this is one where you might assume the Americans are saying something different. Whereas a different form of words is trying to say exactly the same as us. Mm. I have more examples. But 1300 222 612 this afternoon to ask a question of Raleigh Sussex about the English language. Maybe a, an argument that you've been having at home about a, a particular word. I know there was one that came up on your Facebook site, Raleigh. Mm. Was somebody asking if a chicken could be born mm. or is it always hatched? Usually hatch, particularly if you're in the in the in the chicken industry. Mm. But in a sense, you know that the the moment where you emerge from some placental environment and start going on your own mm. is born. You're born so, by the method of hatching. You're born by the method of hatching. Mm. So I've heard both used. I think hatch is probably more usable, useful. Yeah. Um, born just you know, t- tends to say. Well, no, some snakes are viviparous, meaning they give mm. birth to live young. Some lay eggs. Um, and these these sorts of things, you know, the the moment when you emerge from whatever the the surrounding um, yep. safe area is, is the moment of birth. Mm. Uh, but it, it's a good question. Yeah, and like it's it. an it's an overlap and slightly vague area as well. <laughs> now another one that came up in a piece I was reading: expiration date rather than expiry date. Ooh, mm. yeah, that's another expiration. Is expiration up a normally lot means now. dying. Mm. No, I'm well, going to expire. Well, it's a death date for whatever it is. It is yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and again, expiry is the thing you would expect to find on cheese and milk and products in the mm. supermarket. 
Expiration, um, look, we, we don't... It more means death, does it? It means death. You don't, you don't come across it very often, mm. and it's related We've to expiration. more and more on products, expiration date rather than expiry date. Yes, well, you know, mm. if, if the cabbage is going to die, you probably should. It's one of these... It is expirating. It's one of these bits of vegetable that we probably should have thrown out rather than... <laughs> Um, all right. All right. There, there are the Americans get very worried about thongs too. Um, oh yes, we wear them on our feet, mm. and American ladies wear them on their lower parts. Yes, some of the men do too. Yes, but and if you ask for thongs in America in a shoe shop, you'll get something very different. You will get in in severe trouble. Mm. But they're generally worried about about those sorts of things. Um, your shorts in America yes. are not your over shorts, but your under shorts. Mm. Um, things like boxers. Yep. Uh, so that you, you need to be fairly careful. Sometimes you need to, to actually spell it out in some kind of detail to make sure you, you've got mm. it right. And again, closet is an Ameri- for in America is a kind of wardrobe. Yes. For us, a closet is perhaps not so much used. Putting something in the closet, it means sort of squirreling it away, putting it mm. out of sight. Yep. And um, you, you were right about the gas. Uh, another one that, that gets people bothered is, is the word pissed. Uh, and in this country, that that's a vulgar way of saying drunk. Yes. In America, it's not so vulgar, mm. and it means angry. And the interesting thing is that it's starting to be used in Australia. Yes, there was a piece that uh, Lee Sales wrote about oh, yeah? Mark Colvin, about the death of Mark Colvin. Okay. And she used the phrase, oh, I think he, he, was, he was pissed at me for some reason. Yeah. And... Uh, and the meaning angry mm-hmm. and i did wonder okay well he's written it is he's it, written is it good for the rest of us then he, but was, he was a great talker too we miss him oh yeah lovely absolutely guy. but for the, for us you see the pissed thing is pissed off mm. and, yeah being and, angry but again but that word is still relatively unusable in certainly in polite context in mm. australia whereas in america you know he, he was getting really pissed meaning he was he was getting riled yeah, uh, and so that there are again differences of levels of acceptance in com- in identical mm. words, and you need to be very alert to what's acceptable and what is and not. What is not? Tom from Birkdale. Good afternoon to you. Hello, Kel. Hello, Riley. Hello there. Your question. Uh, yeah, actually, mine's a comment to mm-hmm. do with changing nouns from singular to plural. Mm-hmm. Uh, sheep and fish, of course, oh, they, yeah. they don't change, but mm-hmm. uh, you. Usual way is adding an s, mm-hmm. uh, boy to boys, girl to girls. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you have men and women, mm-hmm. it's the vowel which changes, and mm-hmm. the pronunciation follows the vowel mm-hmm. with men, but not with women mm-hmm. uh, or woman or women, because mm-hmm. the um, second syllable pronounced m apostrophe n, mm-hmm. and uh, but the pronunciation of the w o changes from w to wit. That, that, that's very old. Um, it used to be wife man, which mean, meant just a, a female person uh, in old English. And uh, it's come, come a long way from that mm. to be women, uh, woman, women nowadays. Yeah. Um, you're right. The fish on the whole don't have plurals except for whales, lampreys and sharks. Now, why mm. lampreys got in there, I don't know. But you don't talk about flatheads. No, uh, just and flatheads. Marlins, marlin, no. I don't no. think so. Uh, animals, on the whole, do, uh, but a few, like sheep, don't. And the ones that change their vowel, like goose, geese, go way, way back to Old English patterns, which have persisted. But mm. nowadays, if there's a new, um, a new word, it's going to have a plural in S. Uh, and that's it. All right. Thank you, Tom. Bronwyn's at Spring Hill. Hello. 
Hi, Kelly. Hi, Rory. Hello. Hello. Rolly with an L. Rolly, sorry. I was just doing something. Um, yeah, mine's a comment about um, the word gotten. Oh, yeah. I've been reading a, a lot of um, uh, books lately written by American authors, obviously, because they tend to use the word gotten for so many different verbs, you know, for, for instead of become or, mm. Mm. or got, you know, like um, received or... Um, Do you feel there's a better option than got and they should use it? Absolutely, yeah. Are you, are you worried about the use of get or no, the, the gotten. form gotten? Gotten. The form gotten, okay. Yeah. Um, we, we've talked about this one before. Um, mm. we, we do have forget forgotten and beget begotten, although we use a different word for doing that nowadays. Um, but get gotten was common in Shakespeare's time and it came, came to America in 1620 with the Mayflower. Uh, and has flourished there, even though Strunk and White, who mm. did a, a style guide of American English, said that it was a terrible form and you shouldn't use it. Was that just their personal opinion or was there a reason for that? They were being a, a little bit conservative about it. Mm -hmm. And certainly in the 19th century, it was less common. It's yeah. now endemic in America and we are acquiring the same across the Pacific. Mm. And un with people under about 30, it's probably more common as the past participle. You know, I have gotten. Yeah. rather than I have got. I don't say it. It's it's a generational thing. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I'm too ancient for that. Mm. Okay. I say it every now and again, but I'm a bit with Bronwyn. If, if mm -hmm. you can find a better word. There, there better are word. many better words, but get is the mm. third most common verb in English after have and be. So, And if you look at the dictionary under get, you will find pages of expressions yeah. with get. It's very useful. And it's, if you and I actually recorded ourselves for half an hour, we'd find more gets in there than we'd like to admit. Right. Bronwyn, we're fighting the losing battle, but you toe the line. You hold that line, pardon me. Hold the line, Bronwyn. Tony's in Brisbane. Hi, Tony. Oh, yeah. Hello. Thanks very much. Um, I'm not sure whether this is an Americanism or not, but um, the word dog whistling mm. seems to have come up into the, you know, the idiom lately. I just mm. I've tried to look it up. I'm, I wonder if Rowley might be able to... Me with it's a good one politically, dog, dog whistling, isn't it? They often yep. use the, the term dog whistling yeah. to describe some political machination. That's right. Now, originally mm. a dog whistle was a very high-pitched whistle that humans can't hear. Yep. Um, we can't hear over about, I think, 20,000 uh, cycles. No and mine is going down with age anyway. <laughs> but it also means a subtle political message that will be understood by the people it's intended for and the others will miss it. And that's the idea that, you know, you're, you've got a, a kind of subterfuge message which you're getting, uh, getting across and uh, the people who are in your camp will know what you're on about and the others will miss it. Mm. So there we go. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Tony. That's a good one to bring up, actually. Yeah. So lots again, of words being thrown around at the moment. Particularly common in America as well, he's right. Yeah. Um, Peter from the Gold Coast, hi. Oh, good day, Rolly. <laughs> I want to emphasise my frustration question by asking you, do you know what a moderate is? A pardon? A moderate. A motter. A, a, has spell it for us. M O T T E R. Motter? Yeah, you know. Never heard of it. A kilometre or kilometre? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone's saying oh, right. it drives me nuts. Okay. Um, all, all of the measurements are uh, like a decimeter, centimetre, and so on. Mm. Uh, but kilometre, which was the British pronunciation, has now been very successfully challenged by kilometre. And that's also the American pronunciation. Mm. And in a sense, all of the ometers are measuring things like an anemometer yes. and a barometer and so on. Ah. Um, kilometers out of its uh, out of its family of words, but kilometer. I'm, I don't say it, but it, again, it, it's very very common. Some people get around it by saying k's. That's pretty much what or I clicks. do. Clicks. 
Because I, I get there and then I forget which one's supposed to be right. Yeah, well, so I just. Well, if, if you live in Britain, it's a kilometre. It's a kilometre. It's a fraction of a second quicker than saying kilometre. No, I don't think it's about speed. I think it's just it's what just, you get yeah. used to hearing and saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, Thanks, but certainly Peter. Arthur Delbridge, who's the editor of the first Australian, um, Oxford, um, no, sorry, mm. the, the Macquarie, uh, certainly said at the start it was a kilometre. Yes. Um, but we've been overtaken by kilometre in the last 20 years. Yeah. There we go. Jeff from Townsville. Afternoon. Hey, Jeff. You there? Okay. We will come back to Jeff. Let's go instead to Shannon on the Gold Coast. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Raleigh. How are you? Excellent. Uh, you had a question about a, a couple of words your granddad used to use. Yeah, he's uh, passed on now, but he would always use the word spell, as in to stop and have a rest. To have a spell. Mm -hmm. yeah. And mm -hmm. I was wondering where that come from. And the other one was, uh, he used to use the word directly, mm. which I'm thinking is just a shortening of directly. It is. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. No, the, um, the, the, the directly thing is, is uh, directly is, is one of the common shortenings. Mm. Um, but it, there is a problem there with is uh, directly meaning I'll do it after a certain amount of time has elapsed. Yeah. It's a bit vague. Uh, the one you w should watch out for is, is momentarily mm -hmm. or momentarily in America because um, the way we use it or we used to use it, meant it meant for a short time. Mm -hmm. So the, the star flickered momentarily, meaning for a couple of seconds and then went out. But the Americans use it to mean presently, meaning when a short time has elapsed. So the plane took off momentarily, meaning it mm. means for the Americans it, 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 it was in the air for a short time, whereas for me the plane's going to take off. Sorry, I got it round the wrong way. Mm. Momentarily, um, meaning uh, you know, for a short time, the Americans will say in, you know, the plane will take off momentarily, meaning yep. you know, in five minutes, something like that. Mm. So uh, a spell's and, pretty and a, old a spell, too, to old, have a spell. The old spell is a... Um, there were spells and magical spells. It's got various different meanings, this one. But to have a spell is a, uh, a short period, and it's been, it's been a way, particularly in Australia and New Zealand, to spell, mm. a spell is a way from work, um, where you, you mm. take time out, um, cricketers as well, and it's, it's been around for years. Yeah, a bowler spell. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Good one, Shannon. Now, let's try Jeff from Townsville again. Hi, Jeff. No. I think Jeff is listening on delay, unfortunately. Either Let's that go or to... it's raining. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Richard from Fig Tree Pocket, hello. Uh, good afternoon, Kelly and uh, yes. Rolly. What was the, uh, the expression your dad used to use? Well, my dad used to use, uh, when we came out to Australia in the early 50s, mm -hmm. he used the, uh, the expression when he was surprised or similar, and sometimes when he was angry, it was Gordon Bennett. Mm. Mm. And put that in a sentence. Like, if your dad was mad, what would he say? Or was it just an expression? Gordon Bennett! What happened here? Okay. Hmm. Uh, first of all, like there's a whole series of forms where we're trying to avoid saying the name of God or mm. whatever, which is like your, your grandma, Kelly. Um, yes. Very bugs much. was uh, not, rather than saying bugs. I'm sorry, you're yeah, trying to avoid yeah. vowel mm. words. Now, yep. so, so Gordon Bennett is possibly a variation of Gore Blimey, Mm -hmm. And that's God blind me, all right? Oh. And God blind me is an old kind of imprecation. It's not terribly bad, but it was mm. because it, 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 it was close enough to the word for God. People were careful about using it in polite company. But there was also an American um, newspaper publisher called James Gordon Bennett. 
Um, he died around about eight, 1918, I think. Mm. There was also a Gordon Bennett who was a commander in Singapore, I think, various Gordon Bennetts. Um, but, it, you know, it's it used us in, in, that, in that kind of way. Yeah, I thought it might have been to do with the court. Blimey, but I wasn't sure. Uh, I you were, you were, it certainly that's one of the accepted, accepted derivations, mm. yeah. Good one, Richard. Do you say that yourself? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Mm. It's something I just thought of before. But I've got a couple of other thoughts, uh, questions, if mm-hmm. I could. Yep. The difference, Rowley, that is, is there a difference between the a word controller, meaning the title of somebody, a controller mm. of such and such, yep. and a comptroller? Ah, the comptroller is an, the, the P is there from an older form, which was borrowed from, I think, French, uh, from Comte, C-O-M-P-T-E-R in French, which is to count. And it's still the way you spell it in French. And mm. yeah, and very often someone who is responsible for large amounts of money in an organisation is the comptroller, although you'd yeah, call them the controller. For prisons, did we? Well, I've seen it in print. Okay. When, uh, the comptroller of prisons, or okay. I hadn't didn't see it in regard to finance. Right. Mm. Uh, I will I will check that one up to find out what sort of things it's used for. Yeah. Um, Thank you. That's a, and the last one. Mm. Yes. The term ablution, I O N, is the suffix for act. Yeah, you know, for mm. uh, the act of. Yes. Of a, and is there a verb to a blute? <laughs> there is now. Um, we've, we've You've just made it up. Well, yeah. well done, Richard. No, nope, we borrowed the word ablution from French via Latin. Mm-hmm. And then it's a bit like the word edit. We, we borrowed that and thought there ought to be an editor. Sorry, we borrowed the word editor and we made the verb to mm. edit. With ablution, we've borrowed the noun and just assumed that there had to be a word to a blute. So are you going to a blute before you actually come to dinner? As um, you should. And, yeah, as you should, yeah. <laughs> so it does exist. It's a back formation, which means we've invented one where we think there ought to be a word, and it's now not common use, but it's becoming visible. Mm. Everyone should back formation. Mm. They're a blute. <laughs> Could back form. Kelly, back, form back form, they're a blute. Yeah. Oh, and finally, Afa from Alderley. Hello. Hi, how are you going? Excellent. Your question about a letter. Yes, uh, my six-year-old daughter likes to think that she's the authority on the English language. Good for her. And she, <laughs> and she keeps correcting me when I say H and mm-hmm. not H. Mm-hmm. So I, I know both are being used, but yes. which is actually correct? Okay, the, uh, it used to be the case that H was correct and H was regarded as un, as less educated, mm. except in Ireland where H is the standard way of pronouncing the letter. But um, beginning possibly from Queensland and spreading south, the, the H pronunciation is becoming increasingly common. <laughs> not and in my it's house. taken Well, not in your house? Okay. Anna Bly was an H lady. Mr. Mr. Beatty was a H man. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the current premier pronounce the letter yet but i'm i'm lying in wait for when she does and we will know um older speakers will tend to say h younger speakers will tend to say h a lot of the teachers are insisting on h in the schools yes even though overseas particularly in britain and the u.s that will be regarded as not standard at all so my husband also says h so mm-hmm. can i just tell him that i'm better educated than he is yeah you, you can should. try best of luck <laughs> do that just say rolly said that h H is 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 the, is the, is the older. Um, I'm more upper class. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, look, I'd go with that. Except except that the dif- the difference is being eroded, and yes. it's oh, quite likely no. that H will be almost equal with yeah. H in Australia within the next ten years. It's like years ceremony. Or so. <laughs> Hold the line on you know, ceremony rather than ceremony. 
You've got to hold the line as long as you can. Yes. Thank you for that, Ava. Lovely. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. There we go. Another word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. You have a last word, Rolly. I'm great at multitasking. Mm-hmm. I can waste time, be unproductive and procrastinate all at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. 